the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 <laughs> pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeed. And is everybody today saying thank you, Jesus, for this $500 million or $500 billion student loan debt payoff? Not necessarily. And we're going to share with you the fallout has been tremendous. So we are going to share with you all the updates on that and what everybody is saying today and whether or not it's going to have political ramifications as we're going into the midterms. Hey, are you still struggling to pay almost $6 a gallon of gas here in California? Well, have no fear, babies, because come a couple of years from now, the problem will be solved for you in the form of you not being allowed to buy a car, should you need one, that actually needs uh, some gas at the pump. So we've got that story to share with you guys. Definitely stay tuned for the bottom half of the hour because my friend, Dr. Melanie Burkholder, is going to be here. And you conservatives across the nation, as well as particularly here in San Diego, know Dr. Melanie Burkholder because she's on Newsmax and other national media as often, if not more than me, sharing her incredible expertise and her her analysis because she's not only a doctor, a Ph.D. in psychology – she is not only an incredible political analyst, she's former Secret Service. And so she's got a really unique perspective she's going to be able to bring to us when, as regards to this Mar-a-Lago raid that, that's going on. We've got breaking news on that that's happening, and, and, and not only in addition to the raid itself, but also FBI's misconduct in regards to the Hunter Biden laptops. I'm super excited to have my friend Dr. Melanie Burkholder here tonight to give her perspective on that and also to share with you guys about her campaign. I have been, how long, my man, have I been yammering about y'all telling y'all we got to stop complaining and we got to actually get active and run for office. And she is. She's actually running for city council here in San Diego County. And so we need to be supporting her so that we can do here in San Diego, change this state and make it and flip some districts and some city council districts, some school districts, some some county supervisor seats, flip them from liberal control to conservative control, like what happened in Florida. We've got that to share with you guys tonight. We've got an, an insane story coming out of L.A. that was easily predicted if you were paying attention to what was really going on with these COVID crackdowns. Uh, and this is, is a direct result of that. And it's the new homeless plan that Gavin Newsom is touting. And if it's happening in L.A. County, the plan will be for it to happen across the state. So, so much to get to with you guys tonight. We might even take a little trip down under. 
So, mates, get ready. we got much to get into tonight. 888-344-1170. I am not streaming tonight on Facebook, nor will I be, will be tomorrow night. Y'all know that we've had so many issues with that. So we're like, you know what? We're not going to torture you tonight and tomorrow night with more frustration with the the Facebook Lives. We're actually going to be rebooting. Stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing in the next couple of days information for you. We will be streaming live on camera but it will be a little bit different starting next week. So stay tuned for those details. All right. All that being said, now I get to bring in my man. As long as he don't look at me, can't be looking at me through that window, man. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Uh, you've been looking at me for the last four minutes and uh, we cannot do any type of show <laughs> while looking at each other. That's wrong. Well, I've got my consent form here. Oh, uh, that, that You can look at me. Exactly. So what are we talking about? Well, stay tuned because y'all think that you've heard. Y'all think you know what snowflakeness and what wokeness looks like this is next level this is this is weapons grade wokeness going on and let me tell you off we don't get the santas on this <laughs> the the number one the ultra nuclear uh, maga woke anti-woke warrior desantis uh, would definitely be he'd he'd already be nipping this in the bud so that's a story to share with you guys a little bit later okay so um i think that there i think that the fallout that's happening today from this student debt payoff scheme is the reason why that Joe Biden campaigned on it, but then has sat back for almost two years and and not actually implemented it because the feedback, the reaction today, and even last night, I reported last night that Obama's, Obama's, when you've lost Obama's financial advisor, when he says that this is throwing gasoline on inflation, that that the numbers don't work, that the scenarios they're describing for people does not work, that this is not about... Uh, helping poor people. He actually even gave scenarios about a couple that's making $250,000 a year. And in most of the country, that's decent pay. The majority of the people here, according, uh, according to today's report, some of the fallout is that the majority, I think, or at least a large percentage is actually going to people with beyond undergraduate degrees, second law school, med school, it's just it's not making sense. And so and, and and in the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. This is not about and everybody in America today understands that this is absolutely not about what they're pretending it's about. This is not about helping out the poor and giving the un, the underserved, uh, you know, uh, some some hand up. OK, since when in the United States of America has anybody who's <laughs> going to college i mean look at look how low we are look how look how desperate the left is when they are considering people who have gone to college as the underserved the, the those suffering hardship in the united states of america i mean let's start there right one of the best points I've heard today before we get into some responses, we got some some insane audio clips to play for you guys, including Miss Karine Jean-Pierre. <laughs> her first, how would you like to be her? She's already proven why she was a diversity hire. She's already proven, you know, poor gal, you know, can't can't string a couple sentences together. She sounds like, you she's know. She's got great style. She's got great style, great hair, super cute girl. But how would you like to be her? There was a reason why they pulled her for two weeks, right? And then this is the first day she's got to come back. I mean, I could play, I could sit here for the next two hours and play all the clips of her stammering and stuttering. I mean, she's worse than Joe Biden today. Um, so there, so we took a little bit different tack. We got some other clips to play for you guys in a minute. But to me, I think the number one comment that I've seen from anybody today, and you may think that this isn't as like 
dead on as I did. But D.C. Drano, and I don't know if you guys know who D.C. Drano is. I don't even know what his name is, but he, like, owns Twitter. I've been on some panels with him on TV. I don't know what his name is. Oh, Ryan Gidley? Ryan, somebody like that maybe his name is? Ryan O'Hadley, I think, is, or Rogan O'Hadley, something like that. Anyway, D.C. Drano is his social media name. Here's what he had to say today. I thought this was the most clever comment. My body, my choice. My loan, your payment. Same people. Isn't that really it? Doesn't that, isn't that just like, that's the tweet? That's everything? Right? And, and let me tell you why that really struck me. Is that, and I, and I think I started touching on it last night a little bit. What does this have to do with my body, my choice? Because it's so, it, it, everything about liberalism is about the unequal treatment of certain aspects of society under the phony guise of equality. And that is, it has been the underpinnings now for decades of the left wanting to take us and transform us from a constitutional republic to their centralized communistic utopia, right? And they're robbing, they're looting the treasury at this point in order to do it. And it will not stop here. It absolutely will not stop here because this doesn't have anything at all to do about helping anybody who is underserved or uh, you know or you know underprivileged since when like I said since when is anybody who's getting a higher education that you are not owed in this country and you don't even need at this point in fact you've got a better chance of having a higher income at this point by not going to college unless you get you know your comma JD or comma MD you got you got a better chance of of doing well in society if you go to if you go to some tech school and learn how to code right or you know go, go become a plumber um, but ultimately, we know that this is about a cultural shift in this country from one of individual responsibility, individual um, liberty, individual responsibility, individual accountability towards the collective. That being said, I thought one of the dumbest comments today in the course of trying to justify that was this uh, Democrat National Committee advisor Richmond. And here's how he stumbled today to actually try to justify that this is going to unify us as a collective. Skins, please play clip four. And what about the criticism from taxpayers who say, you know, I paid for my loans. I mean, there's some people who don't want to extend that help to other people because they went through such hard times paying for college themselves. And that's that's what the president reminds us so much of uh, in bringing this country together, that someone doesn't have to do bad for you to do good, that everybody can do better together. And so as uh, tax breaks uh, often help those who are doing well, uh, this is going to help those who are fighting like heck to make it to the middle class. And those people who have done what we asked them to do, go to school, get your education, invest in yourselves. And now they're saddled with so much debt that it hampers their future and we're going to step in as a country and do what we should do um skins can you interpret that word salad for me can you pick that apart deconstruct that word salad um i think it's clear what he's trying to do is act as though we're basically it's the message under covid we're all in this together when i've been fighting this collectivist nonsense for years it's it's um, not my responsibility to keep you healthy. It's not my responsibility to invest in your life. If you, you go into debt because of what you're investing in in your future, that's on you. It's up to you to win. Uh, we tell people to invest in yourselves. Exactly. That's why it's called investing. You invested in yourself by taking out a loan and being willing to we pay that off. Yeah, to pay that off over a period of time, including interest. 
And now you're wanting somebody else to invest in you. Well, let me tell you, if I'm going to be an investor in a product or a service or somebody's future, then I'm going to have a little say. So I'm going to say, I need you to provide me your pitch. I need you to give me your presentation. And I can tell you yes or no. And I can tell you yes or no. And you're going to present yourself to me. And you're going to give me a presentation that's going to tell me, here's who I am. Here's what I've done in the past. Here's what my goals are for the future. Here's what this, here's what this degree is going to do for me. Here's how it's going to propel me in the, in the future. Here's my job prospects. Here's where I've interned over the summer. Here's my grades in the past to show that I've actually got some aptitude. Here's my SAT scores. And if you invest in me and you help pay this off for me, I'm going to give you this in return. You as an investor are going to get a return on your investment. Here's a little, here's a little economic, uh, you know, um, lesson for y'all. ROI is what you're supposed to return. You're supposed to get a return on your investment. So these people need to be what they're supposed to be doing. Find invest in yourself. That means you take out, you take out an investment. You take the risk on you. And you assume that financial risk and that financial liability. And if you, and then it's up to you to make it, make it work and to make sure that you get a return on your investment. But where, but I, I'm being expected to invest in people and I don't have any say so in terms, it's kind of like if I'm going to be an investor in a company, I'm going to buy stocks. I get to be a shareholder and you get to choose and I get to have a say so and make some decisions. But no, where I'm supposed to being saddled with that, what's happening is who's being saddled are the innocent people who don't have an opportunity to reject or, or approve. Hey, you turn, turn this country into shark tank. Okay. You want to be saddling me with debt? Give me an opportunity. Who's that dude who's on the, the Shark Tank show? Um, the guy who owned the the the, the, bat, the baseball yeah, team? Yeah, I can the see in my head. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Because let me tell you, I personally know somebody that he invested in, and she regretted it because it was like she literally at one point, and it was a local company here in San Diego. And it was <laughs> so it was some kind of wine company, and I met her through a previous radio show that I did. And it was like, he was so controlling over every decision that she made that it was almost like, I'll give you your money back because the amount of investment that he made was not so high dollar that she felt like it was worth to be under his thumb. But that's how investors operate. And you know what, little gal, you wouldn't have had the company but for his investment, right? So this, so trying to, trying to, so what they're trying to do is also use an old tactic here to try to shame people. Right. To try to shame people. We're all in this together. You know, you got a tax break. Well, you know what? First of all, stop to stop trying to tell me that a tax break is some kind of gift to me, allowing me to keep money that's mine to begin with. That was never this government's personal property to take. Is not giving me a gift. Me getting to keep my own money is not is is not some now some um impetus on me to have to pay for somebody else's degree when I don't even have a say so we're going to take a break we, when we come back we're going to talk about how this is already has plans to expand and just where it might go don't go away this is the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer San Diego Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. You know, there was there was such a smorgasbord. Is that the word? There was a, a, a buffet, a veritable buffet. Back when the buffets used to be good in Vegas. Do you remember those days? Yeah. Wow. Pause for, pause for reflection. 
on yeah, they the were good pretty good. They haven't had a good one in a while, right? So there was there was a veritable old school golden nugget buffet of clips to pull from today on Corinne Jean Pierre's first day back as the White House spokesperson, including the one in which she talked about how these were such important, using herself as an example, that these student loan debt payoffs were so important because she actually had to get a Pell Grant herself. <laughs> Girl, when you can't string a sentence together, you might not want to be bragging about your college education or using what's supposedly a college education in, in, in any way as part of your, your sales. But where'd she go to school? Somebody needs to Google that. Murray's House of Learning is that where she went. Here right now, she proceeds because she's been peppered all day as everybody's been. Like the average American, they think they think they hate the average American so much they think they're stupid and don't realize that $500 million when we're $30 trillion in debt is only going to make things worse for the American people right now. So they cannot answer to the truth about the economics. And yet here she tried to today. Bless her heart. Skins, please play clip one. Uh, Ambassador uh, Rice spoke to this uh, yesterday. I know this question was asked of her. And um, so just a couple of things before I get to that piece. Um, So... You know, the president's record on fiscal responsibility is second to none. Uh, and last year alone, you've heard us talk about this because this is incredibly important. Uh, we ach- he achieved $350 billion in deficit reduction. And this year, it's projected by the end of the fiscal year to, to be at $1.7 trillion uh, deficit reduction. This is historic. What, what we're talking about here is historic numbers because of the work that this president has done when it comes to the economy. Get him out of here. You would have thought that in the last two weeks they would have put her through some spin class right where they could she could learn to get better at the gaslighting i mean this is literally pathetic it's actually reminding me of the skit from in living color with the prisoner played by damon wayans trying to use all these you know 50 cent words and then they they would end the skit by saying stay in school fool do you mean who remembers that clip right they have, and, and you know, you can almost feel sorry for her because the job that she's been given, because she's referencing Susan Rice, because of course Susan Rice, who was the queen of the Benghazi lie, and, and which we don't have time to get into, has has you know been put out there as the mouthpiece. Like anybody's going to believe her, right? They don't have any way to justify the expense. And it's going to get worse for them because Warnock out of, out of Georgia has spilled the beans, uh, that the plan is that this is just the beginning, which goes in line with what I was saying before, which is this, there's a reason why they chose this particular constituent. It's because these are people that they're banking on of coming out of these socialist, you know, schools that are already online and, and are digging 35 million people that they're hoping are going to just run out and vote because they've the treasury was looted for them and then now they're going to expand upon that by getting into other areas warnock has said this is only the first step for georgia borrowers who still might be burdened by crushing debt tomorrow and the day after that so i will keep fighting for additional relief so what's next skins some mortgage we're talking about people that are maybe going to law school or whatever yeah, whatever credit card you debt you've racked up during life, you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll we'll cover that. Right. We got a culture now of people spending seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars on stupid pairs of shoes because they've been watching the Kardashians and all this kind of you know culture crap buying two thousand dollar purses. Is that is that what we're going to be paying off? But then we're going to have to right because then it's going to be well look the rich people get to go on their job interviews carrying Prada bags and and wearing Lebaton shoes right? Why shouldn't the rest of us? 
We got it. We need more of DeSantis anti-woke warriors out there to be pushing back against this now. All right. Now, stay tuned, because coming up is my friend, Dr. Melanie Burkholder, former Secret Service agent, brilliant doctor and candidate for city council in Carlsbad. And you will hear from her next. So don't go away. A.K., Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. There's just so many more entertaining and more accurate things to call me, right? And at the end of last night's show, when um, I was telling everybody to tune in tonight, and I was telling everybody who my special guest was going to be, Dr. Melanie Burkholder, I referred to her as a hot witch. And after the show, Skins comes to me and he's like, what's a hot witch? And I'm like, that's like the greatest compliment when in my corporate sales days, that was like the greatest compliment we could give a woman. That was somebody who was smart, intelligent, a go-getter, somebody fearless, somebody willing to take on, speak her mind and her opinion. And I can't think of a better way to describe Dr. Melanie Burkholder. You you local San Diegans and conservatives know exactly who she is. And of course, if, if you're listening from around the country and you watch Newsmax and other national outlets, you've seen Dr. Melanie, Dr. Mel. Dr. Melanie Burkholder Mm -hmm. on all of those news outlets. And she's actually, she's not just a hero because she's a former Secret Service agent. She's not just a hero because she's a hardcore conservative, but she's a hero of mine because she's actually doing what I've been begging you guys to do. She's actually throwing her hat in the ring and running for office and she's running for Carlsbad City Council. And she joins me now. Hello, Dr. Mel. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, I have not heard hot witch before, so I am so enlightened right now. Thank you. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, it's the highest compliment coming out of my old school (laughs) corporate days. Before we talk about your campaign, I have to, I mean, people would kill me if I had you on the show with your background and everything that you know about government and law enforcement particularly with the breaking news today coming out of Florida, if I if I would be just chased down the road if I didn't ask you and get your perspective on the, the latest on this raid down in Mar-a-Lago to update everybody. The um, judge down there said last week on Friday that the Department of Justice could not keep the affidavit completely sealed. Um, they would need to release it even in redacted form. But then today, my understanding is, Dr. Melanie Burkholder, is that he said that they could redact pretty much, in my opinion, it seems like pretty much everything in there from not just names of agents involved, but actually even investigation strategies. I mean, what's left? Give us your perspective. Yeah, I think generally in terms of, I'm, I'm not an attorney, so I'm not pretending to be one on radio, but in, in terms of what they don't want to get out is some of the security uh, that is in place at Mar-a-Lago, and perhaps some of that is in this affidavit, and I think protecting uh, law enforcement's names and identities is important, um, mm-hmm. because as you know, these things can be very polarizing and there's people everywhere that make bad choices on a daily basis, and they could go after some of the Secret Service agents if they disagree with how this went down. I even heard a silly report that the Secret Service was in on it, essentially, <laughs> and it's like, actually, no, we, we would have just complied to the <laughs> to the request of the, uh, the people that were searching the home there. I mean, that's you're not going to impede an investigation, so to speak. That would be against the law. So uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on around this and um, I don't know about how fun how fun it's going to be to read that affidavit I agree with you it'll probably be most black 
mostly black, mm-hmm. very little white. <laughs> well, right. Well, I, I, I wanted to ask you, even though knowing you're not an attorney, because you actually had a really unique perspective when, when this raid first broke and I saw you on Newsmax and you were like, look, you know, it's not, you know, it, it wasn't anything sketchy or wrong that they had Trump's yes. attorneys and other people step aside because that's what t- happens when they come in. Absolutely. And, you know, mm-hmm. to, yeah. so, you know, you it, keep a clean, a clean environment, no contamination of, you know, other people, other entities in, inside the, the space where, you, you know, you're collecting evidence, you're marking evidence, you're inventorying everything. And, you know, you work in, in within the boundary of, of federal law enforcement. And that's what they wanted to do to execute the warrant efficiently and effectively. And, and that's standard practice. Yeah. At, uh, from a Secret Service standpoint, I mean, are, are, are Secret Service at least allowed to stay in there? Although if Trump wasn't there, would Secret Service yeah. even be there on the grounds? Yeah, they would have been there, but he not a full, not the full detail, obviously, because they're with him wherever he is. But there would have been agents on the ground. And, and I, I don't think they would have been inside the search area. Um, they may have granted access. I think that's what I read or heard that they did grant access to the area. But uh, it, again, standard practices, we're, we're not going to impede uh, the execution of a search warrant when you're going to comply with that. And that's that's uh, that's what the law says, and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to every day with an understanding that the FBI and the DOJ has been weaponized against Donald yeah. Trump for years. I mean, I'm going to be spending the next hour. I actually went through the nine page memo that the DOJ was forced to release today that that led Bill Barr to not file charges against Trump on obstruction of justice. I try to keep it. I, I try to keep it honest here, and just stick to the facts. However, it has to be from the perspective of the truth that, that there has been a weaponization of our government there against one side. Meanwhile, covering up crimes of others. There's other breaking news. Right. I don't know if you heard today that the FBI, um, as corroborated by Mark Zuckerberg, um, the FBI whistleblowers came out and said that they were told to stand down and to not do anything on the Hunter Biden laptop until after the 2020 elections. And then Mark Zuckerberg confirmed to Joe Rogan today that he was contacted by the FBI in advance of the election and and that he manipulated algorithms on Facebook to um, to mitigate and to stop this. Yeah. yeah. Your thoughts on that? I did hear that. And, you know, and that's just that this is what I said a couple of years ago when we were dealing with Hillary's email server and all of that nonsense is that this is the beginning of the end of the FBI. They were the premier law enforcement, federal law enforcement agency uh, in this country, obviously second to Secret Service because I'm biased. But, <laughs> you know, and they and they get some bad eggs in there and they start thinking with their pocketbooks, perhaps, instead of their brains. And they are, you know, kind of sellouts. And that's a, an unfortunate situation, but it's not gotten any better. You would think that whoever's manning the ship would write it and get the, get it back on course. And we just haven't seen that happen. So while I think... 99% of uh, FBI and respect and, and have some friends there uh, still. They're great, good, loyal, faithful people and will uh, stand with the Constitution of this country. There are some bad ones, and that's creating a scar and a stain on the mm-hmm. FBI, and it's really unfortunate. Well, it is, and Christopher Ray is clearly not the person that's going to do anything yeah. about it. And the problem is, is that, you know, the, how do you how do you rein it in when the people in charge are able to obstruct justice and able to yes. ho- withhold yeah. evidence that would actually provide accountability? 
So, you well, know, when they pretend they don't know anything, that's the comical part to me. It's like, <laughs> it's like Biden pretending he doesn't know anything about anything. Well, sometimes I believe that guy sometimes. So, but I mean, it's like, well, how can you pretend that you're in charge of the mm-hmm. How can you not know? You're you're here to testify. How can you not be prepared for that? It's just a ridiculous notion. Well, yeah. So, I mean, so. I thought that it was it was incredibly insulting and arrogant, and just the yeah. the worst part, uh, the worst example of of our U.S. government to have Christopher Ray literally looking at his watch a few weeks ago, like I got to leave here, and so he could go off on vacation. Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, you know, said to, today he was asked if he knew anything about the raid. Oh, I didn't know anything about it going yeah. up front. Well, <laughs> Dr. Melanie Burkholder or shouldn't he know? I would like to know. I will. I want to 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 think that the sitting president yeah. of the United States is well aware and working with his DOJ and FBI before it before a former's home gets raided for nine and a half hours, including his wife's, you know, uh, closet laundry. Yeah, closet. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it's an unrealistic statement, right? But I don't believe Biden is really existing in our real reality, and so <laughs> I, I I think he has his own. Thing going on, and you know, he, it's it's hard to listen to. But mm-hmm. when he answers that quickly to something like that, he didn't pause. He didn't think one second about it. He said no, and he said it two or three times. To me, that was not an honest answer. Well, you're the uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, <laughs> so <laughs> you would know. Uh, let's talk about your, I've only got a few minutes left with you because of course, uh, Dr. Melanie Burkholder is in demand and she's got, you know, um, a, a national show uh, coming up here to do in a minute. Tell everybody why you decided to do what so many people are unwilling to do. We only had 21% turnout in the, in the, sure. in the primaries recently. Uh, Paula Witzel from the Republican Party sent me something recently. We had 149 seats in San Diego County from city councils and school districts where Democrats were running unopposed. We we're so apathetic. Yet you decided to run for office. Tell everybody why. Yeah, I'm, I, I cannot believe we have people not being challenged. That's just one of the biggest mistakes that we can make as the Republican Party. But, um, you know, I, I live in Carlsbad. My children go to public school. I've got an eighth grader and a ninth grader. Um, I own a home and a business. And I uh, just look around in the area that I live, which is the village in the barrio area where everybody goes out in the evenings to the specialty restaurants, you know, the mom and pop restaurants and the ice cream and all of that fun stuff. And people are not feeling safe in Carlsbad, California, going outside at night because of the homeless issue that we have. I mean, obviously, honestly, if I were homeless, I would want to live in Carlsbad as well. But we have a city council that is taking a compassionate care, what they're calling it, approach to homelessness. And that's providing them a blanket and, and saying, yeah, you can go sleep on the park bench. That's not compassionate in my mm-hmm. eyes. No. You know, when you look at the stats, about 70% of homeless individuals have a history of criminal, uh, a criminal history, rather. And, and then we can also put into that pot mental illness. So you might have comorbidities with addiction, criminality, and mental illness. And so having a background in law enforcement, being a mental health therapist, I have a different approach to fixing this, and, and it really is getting the services to the people that need them. It's not a bucket of homeless people. It's Joe Smith, who happens to be homeless because he's addicted to methamphetamine or heroin or something like that. The people have individual names. And I will say this, too. People don't feel safe because of that, because police are distracted with the homeless instead of 
uh, you know, enforcing traffic laws, for example. I went on a ride-along with Carlsbad Police Department um, a couple weeks ago. 99% of the contacts we made were with the homeless population. Mm. I mean, they were congenial contacts. They, we weren't, they weren't criminals that we were arresting or anything like that, but it distracts the officers from doing the things that keep people safe that live right. in Carlsbad. That's the big difference. And we've had recently... Uh, very tragic accidents with e-bikes and cars and, you know, traffic is out of control. People are not obeying traffic laws. That's what law enforcement is primarily for in Carlsbad to keep us safe, right? Mm -hmm. In the world of government. So we have to, um, we have to remedy the homeless issue so that everything else can play, you know, the way it's supposed to be. I want to clean up the streets in the village uh, you know, remove graffiti and um, make those uh, make those services available to the homeless population so that they can take advantage of those. And I know I don't agree with Gavin Newsom on hardly anything, but I do know he has something called CARE that's going to be coming down the pipe. Most have already been done, I believe, but it's an approach where we can actually do a multidisciplinary uh, and multifaceted approach to helping these folks, getting them the mental health care they need. Uh, perhaps uh, alcohol treatment or addiction treatment. Um, and it's basically what I've been saying for a couple, three, four years, is that we need to approach this as a multidisciplinary way. So that means everybody that touches and is involved in homeless people has input into what, how we're going to make this, get this person to be a higher functioning individual, whether it's inpatient treatment, a 72-hour hold, all of the things that we need to do to make assessments and what, what's going to be best for the person. Because we want people to actually live in a home, not mm-hmm. on a park bench in a park, you know. I mean, that is not compassion. It's no. not compassionate to provide them with the means that they need to destroy their lives. Right. And as a conservative, it's something that uh, producer Noah Skins and I have debated here, whether or not that's an infringement on people's freedoms to have this this program that Gavin Newsom's talking about, because it does involve some... Um, some involuntary admissions into some into some care centers, but I think that, you, but I think we have a right yeah, as as citizens here to be protected, and you know, and and yeah. so I'm actually for it. We've only got about a minute left because we want to make sure you have time to get to your TV hit. And that's a, that's a great great point. And I think he had initially uh, put out their conservatorship, and that did not go well. And so he revamped this program in a way that does respect the person's individuality, but also if you're on drugs, you are not in your right mind. You are not able to make decisions. Mm-hmm. That's why Housing First has been a colossal failure because these people can't even manage to take a shower every day and feed themselves and do basic adult daily living skills, right? So mm-hmm. you're not in the right frame of mind when you're mentally ill and you're uh, strung out on drugs or alcohol. So it's actually compassionate to facilitate that care, in my opinion. And I think that's what um, that's what I hope for, you know, I yeah. have high hope for that. And I do think if people want to reach me, you can reach me at melanieforcarlsbad.com. That's M-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-O-R, carlsbad.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'm one of the only candidates I've ever seen with my personal cell phone number on all of my literature. Uh, it's easy to reach me. So um, if you live in Carlsbad or anywhere, well, let me know. I'd be happy to connect. Well, I am just so honored to know you and just support you and just am grateful for all your efforts out there and for taking this on and being willing to run for office. 
And so well, thank- we have to, I have to come back on and talk about the mileage tax at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, problem. yes, because Noah has been wanting to talk about this mileage tax problem. So I would hold you over after the break. <laughs> it's and insane. I, it's stupid. It I know. But I, I would hold you over to talk about it. But I know you've got a TV interview coming up. So mm-hmm. um, and so next week, come back so we can talk about that. And maybe we'll do like an issue a week or something, you know, until. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be great. That's All a right. big one. Big win. And I agree with Noah. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you, honey. It's MelanieForCarlsbad.com. 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 All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Should we go all the way down under, mate? Should we talk about Club 77, Stop mate? staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wobble me, boy. <laughs> this is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego. (laughs) I'm already laughing at this story that we got to bring to you guys now. Now, normally, Skins and I would save this story for Friday, but it's so ridiculous. Oh, part of it is going to be on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I And you know what? Lots of people go out and party on Thursday nights. You know, it's like they're working hard. They're past, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They get past hump day. They decide to go out. Well, let me tell y'all. You, when this whole safe spaces thing first started, we, you know, nobody really knew how far it could go and how insane it could be that somebody's feelings could be hurt or somebody could be so offended by the most ridiculous, dumb things, right? I mean, you really thought that it was going to be just about politics, right? That somebody couldn't stand to hear something somebody was saying. Well, down in Australia, Australia, how, is that how they say it down there? They have taken, this one club has taken safe spaces policy to a whole new level. level. This is like next level insane. There's the club, and this is made national, like it, like global news. To the degree, and, and it, but it's so crazy that some people are questioning whether or not this was fake news. This is not fake news. This club has put this on their website. This is a continuation of their um, safe space policies. Their their zero tolerance tolerance policy on harassment of any kind. It started out as typical safe spaces, and now it's come to this. They have banned staring without getting verbal consent. And they have actually, and the enforcement, they've got, and they've actually got a plan for enforcement. It includes hiring, quote, safety officers <laughs> in pink vests uh, that are going to police the club owners. And in, in, in addition, they have asked the clubbers to not turn up at the club if their, quote, sole purpose for their night out is to meet someone to pick up. Okay, I'm just calling like I see it, Andrea. I mean, back in the day, you know, that is when you go to the club and you're, you know, you might go there for the music, but a lot of people would go there to pick up on somebody of the opposite sex. Well, that's, a, I mean, I always had a rule when I was younger going out that I would never date a guy I met in a club because I always said that they're only there to get a leg over. I mean, that's why dudes are out, right? Right. The whole, you know, um, they're looking for a 10, you know, at nine, but every, every two is a 10 at 2 a.m. You know, that whole joke. Um, but let's get into this staring thing. Okay, we got, uh, okay, you're, you, they've banned staring, and you can read this so on their website. What constitutes staring, though? Well, right. I mean, is they, they've got these people in pink vests going around. Are they going to go around with a stopwatch? And, uh, that and, was over three seconds, sir. That, you right. broke the law. There's nothing on the website 
that says how what what's the definition of staring and how long it is. I just have this this overblown picture in my head of everybody staring at their feet. <laughs> but then, what if somebody's sensitive over their feet that they don't like the way their feet look and they feel like uh, you know they're like offended by that? Now, look, we we ladies, we all know that we've had to say to guys, okay, eyes up here, eyes up here, right? Because you know I've been saying that since I was in the fifth grade when you know I you know bloomed as a young lady. Uh, we know guys, you know, like to stare at certain, you know, things. It depends per dude. Some dudes are hiney guys. Some dudes are face guys. Some dudes are, you know, uh, bazoom guys. I mean, you know, pick your fetish. But, you know, um, you, you th- I'm thinking about you poor guys out there because women are so desperate for attention now and so desperate to be stared at that I can't go anywhere in San Diego where I'm not confronted with a girl walking around in the middle of the grocery store practically with a thong on, right? Oh, it's, it's gotten to the point where you literally have to look straight down. Right. You got, you, got, you got to look straight down. So, I mean, think about the setup for the dudes, right? Think about the setup, right? That, you know, um, the women are out there desperate to get attention and want to be stared at. And now you're going to get what you're going to get. They literally said that they were going to that um, managers will call the cops if the clubbers stare at others without getting their consent. But they haven't said are they going to be going around with forms to sign. If I was going to this place, this would be the place to go where you already had a date. So you were literally 100 percent focused on the other person. They said creating a safe space goes beyond implementing practices to deal with incidents after they've happened. So I guess staring is now a criminal act in the state in in Australia, evidently. Have they passed some law about this? But you know what? I, I think it's just for the business it's as, far, as far as I've heard. Well, the, but, you know, I would rather a dude stare at me than come over and, like, start hitting on me with some lame, you know, Hey, you know, well, because, you, because and I've had this done to me way back in the day, too. You you know, you stare at somebody and then they kind of give you like the, the rolling of the eyes and, you know, they're not interested. Well, right. I mean, it's a way to communicate with people. So it now is. you're not allowed to communicate. It's 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 called bo- body language. It's nonverbal communications. It's body language. How many times have we've heard these glowing reports, though, of these people that like we locked eyes from across the room and, you know, we just instantly, you know, um. Like out of the Godfather, he was hit with a thunderbolt, right? You know, as soon as he saw her and they locked eyes. Not at Club 77. No. But you know what? It, you know, it started out th- me thinking that this story was funny. And now I'm like, could this be coming no, to America? Really bad. It is. And it actually, to me, kind of reminds me of, well, Australia, this is, of course, this is going to come to Australia because this is the land that actually had the strictest COVID crackdowns. You and and I were talking, we used to think uh, way back, it it used to be like America light. Yeah. Now it's like, although this may be where America is going. We actually had, based upon a whole lot of trumped up stuff about college campuses and this whole toxic male movement, I wouldn't be surprised that there's now college campuses that are saying that you, you know, they, I, I can't remember the story, I have to Google it, but they were saying that there needed to be an, uh, uh, contracts proving that, proving that there was consent between people to have sex. Do you think this could come to a club to, in, in America? With everything we've seen, Andrea, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. All right. We got more California craziness coming up, though. Although this isn't in California yet. Come on back. Hour two of the Andrea K. Show on its way. 888 344 1170. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.